Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Anthony Cazenza here. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network. Happy Monday to you all. Happy to be with you talking some Bengals football, some NFL news, a lot of stuff hitting the wire, not only in the form of draft visits, not only in the form of Bengals starting workouts, but another quarterback contract domino has fallen and things should be shaping up pretty clearly for the Joe Burrow extension that we're all waiting for. We're still waiting for a potential T Higgins extension too. We thought that may be coming here in the last handful of days, last week, that sort of thing. We'll see what happens there again. I'm Anthony Cazenza going to run through. I may be joined by a special guest here. I don't know for sure. We'll see, but going to run through a number of different news happenings as it goes with the Cincinnati Bengals. We try and, do a show like this uh, every you know once a week, and obviously when pertinent news hits the wire, we want to we want to bring all that to you, bring you a little bit of a breakdown, but really kind of catch you up on things is a bit more what we try to. Hey, New Zealand, look at that, Stephen from New Zealand hanging out with us. Gotta love that. Appreciate that, man. Worldwide, worldwide. OBI and Cincy Jungle. Love that. Love that. Hey, so we're two weeks away from the NFL draft. We're going to run down a list of, a, of, you know, some recent visits for the for the Cincinnati Bengals, as well as some recent headlines. And then, of course, we're going to talk about that big quarterback domino contract, I guess, domino that fell on Monday afternoon and how that would relate potentially to the Joe Burrow contract. If you're new here, Welcome. You gotta if if you like what we're doing uh, on the video side of things, click the if you're watching on YouTube, click the little uh, show icon down here, and uh, subscribe to that if you would. Leave a thumbs up, smash the thumbs up, click the bell to be notified when we go live when new content is available. If you like watching on Facebook, you can do that on the Cincy Jungle page with about eighty thousand other people. Give that page a thumbs up too, because not only are all of our podcasts and shows streaming there, but uh, all of the you know, head, headlines and stories that we post are through there too. So you can catch up on all your news that way as well. And of course, if you like the audio side of things, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones, go give us a listen and leave us a review. Hopefully a five-star one if you could, we'd appreciate that. But uh, we just appreciate the support and you checking us out however you are able. Let's roll through it, folks. What do you think? Um, 
where are we going to start here? Well, <laughs> let's start here. This came across the wire a few days ago. I thought about taking the air for it, but didn't know, you know, because I don't know if severity is the right word, but, you know, the the, the vastness of this this deal, this contract here. Drew Sample re-signed by the Cincinnati Bengals. Low risk, potentially high reward deal. I know he has not been necessarily a fan favorite because of where he was drafted, the injuries and everything that that has come with him, unfortunately. But he provides value and there are there are a couple of different things that we have to keep in mind with this this deal. Number one, one one-year deal, probably a minimum, minimal hit financially. Number two, um, Sample can do some things as an H-back as well at times. Um, they've, they've lined him up, particularly in preseason formations and, and you know, games that, that haven't been much more than an exhibition. But he, can, he does have that flexibility for them, whereas maybe some of these other tight ends in which we think they are going to have interest in and draft coming up here in a couple weeks, maybe they don't have that in their toolkit being an H-back. And then, of course, we still haven't seen the full potential of Drew Sample, I don't think, either. Be it with all the different weapons, you know, him in there with all the different weapons and, you know, the the injuries have just not been his friend. Obviously, the coaches like him. They think he can bring value to this system. Um, You know, he's just a guy that needs to stay healthy Find a niche in a role. And then, of course, the, the the beautiful thing about this, too, is let's just say the Bengals hold off on drafting a tight end, be it into round two, be it into round three. Well, all of a sudden, the draft, what if the board falls a certain way and the Bengals don't get a tight end that way or they just feel like they don't want to reach or be absolutely desperate to get a tight end? That's where this move makes a lot of sense. I know he hasn't been... You know, uh, there's a little bit of a chuckle when potentially this signing comes through, but I still think he can bring some good value to the team, especially if he stays healthy. That's the big key. I think he can be kind of a little bit of a movable piece. He can add the element of blocking and uh, be a guy that I, I think can can bring some things to the to the table for the Bengals. Just got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy. But he is back on a one year deal. Obviously, minimal you know, minimal financial hit for them. And I think it's just a smart move, a guy they're familiar with and a guy that fills out the tight end room. If some things happen, maybe even if the Bengals do get a tight end, they're thinking of double dipping. Maybe they get one on, on either night one or night two. And then they're looking in the, in the latter later rounds of the draft and they're not getting a guy. And all of a sudden, you know, man, we, we don't have drew sample in the back pocket here. Or they feel that, you know, they would be reaching for a second tight end later in the draft as opposed to taking best player available because they didn't make this signing here with Drew Sample. So that's where all of this makes sense. Drew Sample back with the Bengals on a one-year deal. I'm sure he's happy about that in some respects. Obviously, this was this was kind of the, the period where he probably felt like he was going to be going for a big, you know, his, his next big contract, but the injuries and everything else kind of stood in his way of that. So he is back with the Bengals on a one-year deal. Let's roll on here. This is a guy that got a little bit of, uh, I don't know if hate's the right word, but he got a little bit of criticism at the end of last year. And I don't know that it was really all that warranted. Evan McPherson some concerns about the missed extra points. And, you know, he was a guy that continues to still hit big kicks 
in the big games in the postseason. And he his goal in his third going into his third year, a guy who has been incredibly important to the Bengals' success, vital. His offseason goal is to go is to go from quote good to great. That is his goal for number two. Evan, Evan McPherson, Money Mac, whatever nickname you want to give him. But uh, you can see here, I mean, look at look at this. I pinned this story in the in the live chat here. McPherson sends the Bengals to the Super Bowl. He I mean, he just made big kick after big kick, particularly as a rookie. Um, but here you go here via Bengals.com. McPherson stated he is, quote, just finding little ways to be great. I feel like I'm good, but I don't think I'm great. Just finding ways to improve that consistency via Jeff Hobson. Um, and, you know, there was a little bit of a speed bump late in the year last year with those extra points. And extra points, as we all know, are not gimmies anymore in the NFL. So um, that's just, you know, he's, he's fine-tuning some things. And then you look here, uh, in order to take that jump, what is he doing this offseason? Quote, what I'm working on more this year is maybe more high-stress situations, control my heartbeat, control my breathing, and from there, all my training takes over. That's a really interesting dynamic to what his training is, and that is, um, you know, you, you hear especially more recently about the importance of or the rise in interest in um, sports psychology uh, you know, therapy for, for pro athletes. And obviously with social media, with cameras everywhere, the in-home watching experience and everything. I mean, all eyes are on, and it's not just football. It's, it's all major professional sports, collegiate sports. I mean, these guys are under high pressure situations and you have to figure a lot of these guys are in their early twenties, mid twenties. And so they need to find ways to protect, to, to deal with that. And, you know, this is an exciting football team. Evan McPherson's still a really young guy, and this he's had to kick in high-pressure, big-game situations so many times in his career. So he's really working. That, that's, you know, knock on wood here. That's what's going to continue for the Bengals. So he needs to work on managing that in his own mind, he says, and that is what he is doing right now uh, this offseason, and that's one of his emphases this offseason in terms of uh, preparing and improving upon an already really good career. A guy that the Bengals may be leaning on a little bit more heavily this year than in initially anticipated because I think they wanted to bring back Samaje Pirine. Well, I know they wanted to bring back Samaje Pirine, but Pirine wanted to get maybe a little bit more of a high-profile role and found that in Denver, apparently. Travion Williams preparing to seize his opportunity in the backfield. So Travion Williams, a guy who made a couple of nice plays late last year, particularly picking up some slack in the kick return game. I remember, I think it was Tennessee. He had a couple of nice plays uh, in that big win. So Travion Williams is preparing to seize his opportunity in the Bengals backfield, whether that's RB2, RB3, obviously a lot of moving parts with the Joe Mixon situation here. But again, this is via Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com quote in years past. It's, been kind of scratching and clawing just to stay on the team now there's a bigger opportunity with a little opening in the running back room a bigger role a bigger adjustment I think I'm ready to make that adjustment um, and you see here Justin Hill the running backs coach says he's reliable he's unselfish of Travion Williams you like that he prepares week in week out like he's going to be 
the starters. So Trayvon Williams, a guy that was a late round pick, but a guy that I think the Bengals staff really likes. You see, I, I had a question here. Uh, Michael Clark from Facebook said, when do you think they draft a running back? That is the big unknown at this point. I wish I had a crystal ball to really look at that right now. I think they like Travion Williams and what he could bring as a backup option. They have a lot to figure out at the running back position in Joe Mixon this year. Joe Mixon does not take a pay cut. You know, if you want to call it a contract restructure, some people don't like to say that. It's basically a pay cut based on the cap hit and the the salary that he has set for this year. Um, You know, the Bengals have some tough decisions. If you've been kind of keeping up with that, we've tried not to stay, you know, we've tried not to push out legal stuff all the time on this show. But, um, you know, he was, uh, you know, that, that charge from after the Buffalo or right before the Buffalo Bills playoff game, I guess, um, you know, that keeps hanging around and um, an ever evolving situation. And then he had the, the other situation with his sister and his sister's boyfriend and all kinds of different things. So we don't exactly know what the Bengals plans are. There was not really a, a strong ringing endorsement by Katie Blackburn at the owners meetings uh, about a month or so ago when they asked a, uh, her about him and being the starter, but He's under contract. He's with the Bengals. He is the presumed starter, I guess, at this point in time. If you're asking me right now, where do they draft a running back? Again, there's two schools of thought. If it's no Mixon's not in the plans, I think it's round two. Um, if if it is, we're we're not sure, or Mixon's going to be kind of still our get get the lion's share of the carries here. I would say by the conclusion of night two. Um, probably round four. When you look at the Bengals, how they draft running backs, traditionally their starting running backs come in round two. They're big, you know, the guys who are going to get the, the bulk of the carries going forward. Guys who are going to compete are usually round four. You think back to Rudy Johnson, I think Curtis Keaton, a guy who competed with Rudy Johnson, I think he was a fourth round pick as well. Um, and then, you know, guys like Travion Williams, Rodney Anderson, Jay Finley, who never materialized with the team. Those are guys that were, you know, round five, six, seven. Um, so, I mean, they could look at, at a guy who just falls maybe because of an injury or something like that. They could look on late day three for another supplemental piece. Um, but I, I would say by the conclusion of night two, the Bengals are going to have a running back of some form in some capacity, but uh, good question there. And we'll talk more about that on Wednesday show. We're probably going to do listener questions live on Friday as well. So you'll want to, um, keep it, uh, keep it tuned in. Hey, what's up Dwight? Uh, Thanks for tuning in and thanks for the compliment there. Um, and Scott also asked there, will Mixon be a Bengal this year? We'll see. We will see. The, the uh, There are some things that tell me he is not going to be with the Cincinnati Bengals this year, but the Bengals have been traditionally a loyal franchise in a lot of different ways. Mixon has been one of the most productive running backs in team history, so it would be a very difficult business decision to to, to make for the team for sure. Honestly, not, neither will really surprise me. I mean, I guess there'd be a surprise factor in each decision, but it wouldn't be absolutely shocking. Um, I, I think that if they stick with Mixon, they are comfortable with the legal stuff that's going on and they feel that he can continue to be a productive back. He still is in, you know, he's going to be, I think, 27. So it's not like he's 30 or 31 years old right now um, with 10 years of running back experience in the league. He, he's still in his mid to late 20s there. So he's a guy that, may still have quite a bit of tread left on the tires there, but uh, you know, there's also the money factor, this, this off field stuff that's happening that they have to weigh all of that 
Um, so I, I think we're going to have a really clear answer in just about two weeks. We're going to have, uh, they're going to see how that draft plays out, who's available. And then, you know, once we, once we see how that class shapes up, we're going to have a really clear idea as to what's going on with number 28. Let's keep moving though. I've been, uh, going a little long on some of these, so we're going to, we're going to keep scrolling through here to make sure that we get to all kinds of different stories and information for you this is kind of a cool story here former Bengals wide receiver one of my personal favorite guys that played for the Bengals in recent history Mohamed Sanu fun player a guy who really did a lot of different things obviously had a hell of an arm throwing the ball caught the ball tough 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 and you see some of the big wins that occurred in that in his career when he was you know with the Bengals in that 2000 uh 2012 through 2015 cycle there he was a guy that was just involved in a lot of big wins there tough across the middle big guy strong great uh great asset and, and supplemental piece to the offense and got paid well uh, by the Atlanta Falcons and then went on to the Patriots as well so as well so he made a nice career for himself but um he is using his platform to give back to Sierra Leone and he has uh he and his mother have partnered with develop Africa to build a new community center out there um so really cool story really cool work and it's always good to see um it's always good to see him and, and former Bengals doing such great community work whether it's locally or internationally like this quote there are a lot of talented people who that are intelligent people as well that live in sierra leone um they don't have the means to study or have access to the internet or even a computer building this computer lab in a community center will be big for the area and the town it's just going to help those youths tremendously and of course this is um it's a non-profit aimed at empowering the people of africa by quote breaking the cycle of poverty i believe there also is a gofundme to help uh yeah there's a gofundme page as well i'm gonna put this in the link for you all to check out if you want to support what he's doing there pretty cool stuff um and we're going to try and promote that how we can there but uh really cool story there if you get a chance uh read it on cincy jungle uh other platforms as well um and here is the gofundme link from mohammed sanu building a community center computer lab and all of that in sierra leone in africa really cool story uh let's get in not too much quite yet in terms of spring workouts but the Bengals are conducting those two notable absences and they could be for two very different reasons jonah williams and t higgins two of the more important players or have been two of the more important players on offense for the cincinnati Bengals the past couple of years are not present for the Bengals start of the off season workout program now, we think we've got a clear reason why Jonah Williams is not going to be showing up, and that is because he and his agent have publicly requested a trade in the wake of the Orlando Brown Jr. signing through free agency and his subsequent move slash competition at right tackle. It doesn't seem like a lot of teams have been biting, at least not offering up what the Bengals are hoping for if they were going to trade Jonah Williams. Um, so again, like the Mixon situation, I would predict that if Jonah Williams is going to be moved by the Bengals, it's going to be in a couple of weeks because that frenzy that you see in free agency at the start of free agency, that kind of picks back up again during the draft because people are offering up potentially picks for that weekend, picks 
before that weekend and maybe next year, that sort of thing. So I would expect the Bengals potentially to, to if they're going to deal him, that, that it would be from uh, on that weekend. That's my guess. Um, maybe Captain Obvious me, <laughs> in, in me uh, saying that. But I, again, I just think teams will really kind of ramp up the calls and everything as the board falls certain ways and, and all kinds of different dynamics. So he is not there. T Higgins is not there either for the off season workout um, programming. He is in the market for a new contract. So we don't know exactly. Of course, he's entering the final year of his four year contract. Um, So, you know, it could be just that he's, you know, playing it cautious, not, you know, and, and as they work out certain things, Maybe that's going to be coming here. But the Bengals last week, last couple weeks, um, they've really been teasing us with a potential T. Higgins extension. They talked about his jersey change to number five, and they promoted the hell out of that. Um, they did, you know, wide receiver group, you know, tribute videos or, you know, shout out videos of the group, including T. Higgins. They did a clip of T. Higgins talking about playing in the snow in Buffalo and all kinds of different things. And it was all kind of right in a row. So I don't know if they're toying with us. I don't know if there's a big announcement on the way. Our guy, Zim Hude, uh, you know, who's pretty pretty well connected with a lot of different people, mentioned that he thinks that uh, the, the deal is done or close to being done. So we're waiting to kind of get confirmation from the team and an announcement there. But again, um, there's the, it also said there was no sign of Tyler Boyd or Jamar Chase. But obviously, you know, I think everything's fine there. Um, but Again, we always have a really good turnout from our guys, is the quote from Zach Taylor. Our season's been running long here for over the last couple of years. I'm sure there'll be some guys who are a little bit of routine wherever they're at for another couple of weeks. That's generally pretty normal. So not a ton of worries from the head coach of the Bengals there as a couple of big players on offense do not uh, are, are not quite there yet for offseason, spring offseason workouts for the Cincinnati Bengals. Getting some more people joining in the live stream. Welcome. Hopefully you've been catching up with everything we've been talking about here. And this is another big thing. The Bengals are all of a sudden facing a lot of different things with some high price tags, aren't they? Really the last, you know, 12 to 18 months, we'd be at the indoor practice facility, the temporary practice facility, renovations at the stadium. Obviously the big extensions for Burrow, Higgins, and others looming and now you've got the talk of a new stadium well regardless of what's going to happen with a new stadium or renovations of a new stadium uh they do not the Bengals have made it clear they do not want a roof at Paycor stadium and i think a lot of fans don't want that what's up i think this is my buddy will uh chiming in there what's up will um i don't i don't know that a lot of fans would want a roof either purists, AFC North, AFC Central, traditionalists, kind of like myself, I guess. They, when you look at the scope of the division, every single team plays outside. So you may like that, you may hate that, you may, but I, it brings the grittiness to the division, the toughness to the division that has kind of been what it's been about, right? Um, so I, I think, you know, as longer time fans probably aren't as enamored with the idea of a dome as opposed to, you know, a, a, an open air stadium, maybe something with a retractable roof. I don't know. There's all kinds of different options, but 
the Bengals, of course, now, as you're looking at Paul Brown Stadium being, gosh, what, 20, 22, 23 years old now at this point? Um, or I guess not Paul Brown Stadium anymore, excuse me, Paycor Stadium. Um, that it, being over two decades old, and they've done some improvements over the over time, but here you go right here. Um, we're not asking for a new stadium, and we don't think a new stadium needs to be part of the conversation. We don't need a dome. Aaron Herzig, a Taft Statinius and Hollister attorney who represents the Bengals told the business courier quote, we don't think those make sense here. We need meaningful investment in Paycor stadium starting now that will save money in the long run. We think the reasonable approach is to upgrade and maintain Paycor stadium. And I think that is probably what they are going to do. Um, and it's as technology gets better and construction practices get um, you know, improve and whatnot. That seems to be an easier route, especially when you're not talking about something like what San Diego had at the old Jack Murphy stadium that was there for decades and decades and decades. Granted, this is a, a two plus decade old stadium now, but they've slowly done some renovations. And I think if you keep building on that, that's what they want. They're not looking for a dome, but uh, again, a work in progress and negotiation in progress. And we'll see exactly what they do with their stadium going forward, Paycor Stadium going forward. All right. Before we get to some of the big, big news, we're going to get to, and I think we're going to run out of time to get to some division stuff, but that's okay. We've got a big piece of NFL news that's going to pertain a little bit to one of the teams in the division aside from the Cincinnati Bengals. But here's just a, qu a quick rundown of some of the guys that the Bengals have been meeting with. Jalen Duncan, um, an Offensive lineman here. This is from Ethan DeWitt, uh, Mar University of Maryland tackle. Jalen Duncan, and he had a high RAS score from Math Bomb, Kentley Platt, 9.01 out of 10. So that is, um, that's pretty nice to see. And then he's a four year starter at Maryland, graded out well. Um, he's in ESPN. Matt Miller has him ranked as a top 100 prospect. So he has a handful of suitors. You see the Ravens, Saints, Raiders, Chiefs, Titans, Cardinals, Texans, Bears, Colts, Panthers, Packers, and of course the Bengals. So you can check that out too. But uh, it, Bengals are doing their due diligence at a couple of positions that they think they need to shore up, be it at backup positions or potentially starting ones. We'll see. Let's keep moving on with more, a couple other visits here. Gotta love the, the zoom era, the virtual meeting era, because the Bengals virtually met with Boise state, John Ojukwu. Hopefully I'm saying that right there. Um, offensive lineman. He is projected to be a day three pick here is the link for that from cincy jungle but they met virtually with him boise state um offensive tackle john ojukwu uh 6'6 315 played he's a super senior six college seasons at boise state a super super senior <laughs> six college season seasons he was an all mountain west first team selection the last couple of years at left tackle, um, and then he was a second team all Mountain West in 2020. So a guy who's pretty decorated. Again, a pretty relatively high RAS score. You look at this, 8.73 uh, size grade comes out okay. Explosion comes out good. Speed grade is good. Uh, and then you look at the agility grade is great. 
with the shuttle and three cone. So that's something you like to see there. Maybe a developmental guy the Bengals could look at for their uh, at the next level there. But again, doing due diligence at offensive tackle for sure. And then um, here are a couple of different players that the Bengals are looking at. Jaden Hazelwood and Lance Boykin. Here's the link and I will uh, pin that up here. And let me share the screen for you, the story. These two guys are intriguing. Um, Hazelwood is an Ar- Arkansas receiver, and he's the second one that from that school that the Bengals have met with. Uh, he's met virtually with the Bengals, Packers, Texans, and Seahawks. The Packers doing their due diligence at wide receiver, obviously. Um, and then, of course, it wouldn't be a, a, a competition if, if the Bengals and Chiefs weren't both meeting with the same player and competing for him. Uh, he's 6'3", 6'3", uh, 59 catches, 702 receiving yards, three touchdowns. So you like the size and a little bit of production there. And then uh, Hazelwood, a big guy, but 4'6", 640. So not a blazing guy, but a guy that uh, can do a lot of different things and, and bring size and mismatches that way. You can see here he can make it as a wide receiver, five, six back end guy. So maybe that's where the Bengals look at him. And then of course, coastal Carolina cornerback, Lance Boykin, 10 pass breakups, two interceptions last year could play safety. Um, so a, a bigger guy could play safety special teams corner. Uh, and that's a guy, again, a guy that can move around, play different stuff. Lou Anarumo likes those types of players in his secondary. So um, that is a player that the Bengals are also meeting with their Lance Boykin of coastal Carolina defensive back. Both of those guys, you know, late round picks probably, or mid round picks probably that bring some upside, bring some intrigue for a roster. Uh, do we have one more? Of course we do because it is the local kid. And by the way, there are other meetings. Michael Mayer is another one that the Bengals are meeting with as well. Um, you've got the local kids that the Bengals are meeting with, uh, the, the, is, you know, they're doing a, a local meet day. So all of those, as well as uh, all of the many others that they've been, we've been reporting on throughout the process here, but Ivan Pace, the Cincinnati linebacker, the Bengals are looking at him. He is a specific local prospect, but they're taking a little bit of a specialized interest in him. Uh, even though the Bengals re-signed Jermaine Pratt. Um, they're going to probably re-sign Logan Wilson, but, uh, look at this. Ivan Pace Jr., 137 tackles, 21.5 tackles for loss and 10 sacks. Just a guy who was around the ball, tenacious, good, good player. And the Bengals are interested in him and, uh, he may be a very good addition to the linebacker room and a guy who, at least initially in the NFL could be a niche pass rusher guy, a guy that can get some snaps in various ways. Um, should he, should he find a way to be able to, you know, you know, prove that he's ready to go right away. Obviously the Bengals are deep. They would have this guy potentially waiting in the wings. And uh, again, kind of be a rotational niche snap guy. I would presume initially, but uh, yeah, productive, productive player. He was initially at Miami of Ohio, then went to UC and had a major year last year. Um, he is projected to be a day three pick um, because he's a little shorter, six feet tall, 250, and you got the, you know, he can rush the passer, he can tackle well, all that kind of stuff, but he's not necessarily an edge defender. 
Is he big enough to be an in the box, you know, uh, off ball linebacker like a Pratt? So there's some questions there, but what is not questioned is the production on the tape. That is for sure. So again, the Bengals meeting with a lot of tight ends, meeting with a lot of offensive tackles, and of course the others that I mentioned there specifically as well as some local kids. Yes, Richard Ashley, I just said, uh, as you um, as you wrote here, uh, Michael Mayer, the Bengals did or, or are meeting with Michael Mayer, a guy in which they are very interested in, it would seem, as well as Dalton Kincaid. But Kincaid, the back issues, those have been cleared. Still questions there. Mayer questions on if he's going to even make it to the Bengals at 28. A lot of people think because of the comparisons to Jason Witten, a lot of people think that the Dallas Cowboys might be in play for him, especially when they've just lost their uh, tight end uh, Dalton Schultz there. So we'll see what happens here in a couple of weeks. All right. Now. uh, Oh, here's the, yeah, here's the, I do have the article pinned up here for Michael Mayer. I'll I'll put that up real quick because we got to get to one last piece of news before we get out of here. So Michael Mayer is uh, meeting with the Bengals there, as I've mentioned a couple of times, and um, he's it's today, Monday. So, and that is per Joe Daneman of Fox 19. So a guy they are going to for sure do their due diligence on, get to know well, and I'm sure they'll be very interested in him. You know, he's the bigger guy, obviously production, does a little bit more as an inline blocker. Kincaid is a guy that does more, you know, down up the seam, down the sideline, kind of a little bit more of a wide receiver profile, more so than Mayer. But uh, both guys bring an element that would be exciting to the Bengals' offense, for sure. All right, and then now the big news, and this is the barometer now in which we all can probably set for a possible Joe Burrow extension. This is courtesy of Adam Schefter's Twitter account here. And you can see the picture there. Uh, Jalen Hurts reached an agreement on a five-year, $255 million extension, close to $180 million guarantee, $179.304 million guaranteed to be exact. Um, But uh, he is the highest paid player in NFL history in a deal negotiated by Nicole Lynn of Clutch Sports Group and Eagles GM Howie Roseman. But you see here, this is not the Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed, you know, 200 plus million fully guaranteed. Um, So while the contract number, the big number, 255 is the most uh, in in history. And oh, by the way, um, that is, uh, let's do the math there. 51 million a year average annual value when you go use that 255 million number that's going to be the barometer not the deshaun Watson. when this one is more in line with some of the other recent quarterback mega contracts we've seen not so much the deshaun watson deal and i think this is where the Bengals are going to be and i don't want to say necessarily that jalen hurts will be short-lived on being the highest paid player in nfl history but i think it's going to be I would not be surprised if, if Burrow becomes that guy. Uh, but I think that this is going to be a very similar type of deal to Joe Burrow. This is also one that Lamar Jackson's undoubtedly looking at, right? I mean, a, a lot of these guys are looking at this deal, and this has to be the one that 
sets the bar right now for these young, particularly the young quarterbacks, Herbert Burrow, that are looking for their next big payday. And I mean, you can argue too, while Hertz had an outstanding year, um, you know, obviously the team's success was last year, went all the way to the Super Bowl. The Bengals' success under Joe Burrow has kind of had an extra year, unlike Hertz. So, I mean, the Bengals are, are going to find a way to pay Joe Burrow. That's not really a question. And it, I would assume that the contract is going to look pretty similar to this one. And I will full screen this thing. Let me uh, let me full screen this thing so you can see it a little clearer uh, in case you can't read the verbiage there. But again, $255 million extension. That's $51 million average annual value, including uh, $179.3 million guaranteed to Jalen Hurts. Undoubtedly, this is going to be what a lot of quarterbacks look at going forward, but congratulations to him. Hertz has been a really cool story. He was a guy that was a second round pick and that was questioned because the Eagles had Carson Wentz at the time. Then he started to kind of ease in the lineup. There were some issues and, and there's some excitement, but there were some questions, you know, how strong of a passer is he going to be at the next level? Um, I mean, you could even rewind further than that. He was kind of the darling at Alabama, fell out of favor for Tua. Then he went to Oklahoma, resurrected his career, became that second-round pick. Then there were some more questions, not only entering the draft, but after he kind of grabbed the starting position and last year was kind of looked at as a do-or-die type of thing by some people for Jalen Hurts, where it was like, hey, is this guy going to make it as as an NFL passer? Is he going to make it? as the next franchise quarterback for one of the big market teams. And lo and behold, there he is, takes his team to a Super Bowl MVP-like season and gets the big contract. Now, what's next? I mean, the framework's there. The framework's there for Joe Burrow. The framework's there for Lamar Jackson. The framework's there for, um, uh, you know, Justin Herbert and and likely a year or two down the road, um, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's that's where this is. And again, this one falls more in line with what we've seen from Mahomes, what we've seen from, um, I think it was Kyler Murray, uh, from what we saw from, I think, Russell Wilson as well. I mean, this, this is more in line with those deals and not the Deshaun Watson deal. So that is going to definitely be talked about between the Bengals and Joe Burrow as they continue their contract extensions. And hopefully that gets done sometime this spring. If not then, then this summer, the Bengals really like to hammer out those things in the summer extensions to important players, but it already seems like they've really, it it, it seems like they've really begun uh, those negotiations and, and done some, some talking already throughout the winter and the spring. So let's hope that those extension announcements for Higgins for Burrow, maybe even Logan Wilson come soon, and uh, the Bengals keep rolling on, going to AFC Championships, Super Bowls, and hopefully hoisting Lombardi tro- trophies going forward. I'm Anthony Kazenza. This has been the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, catching up on Bengals news, NFL news, all kinds of different things as we march towards the NFL draft. We're going to be bringing you all kinds of draft coverage, whether it's on this show, throughout the channel, and on Cincy Jungle. We're going to have special guests, um, all kinds of breakdowns, probably some live streams, so you'll probably want to hang out with, with us. Maybe we'll even do, I know there's so many great uh, you know, Bengals podcasts. Maybe we'll do a synergy deal where there's just a giant 
uh, room with all of us, uh, you know, a number of different hosts. I don't know. We haven't really planned it all out yet, but we've got some ideas of what we're looking at, special guests and everything. So thank you all for tuning in live. Thank you for listening after the fact. Appreciate you again. If you are new, click this little icon at the bottom of the screen there to subscribe and click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available on the YouTube channel. We'll be coming out with some creative stuff coming down the pike too that you'll want to check out. Give us a thumbs up on the video if you can. Check out some of our recent shows, interviews, whether it's Prospect Profiles, the Orlando Brown Jr. interview, all kinds of different stuff. Um, go back in the archives and check out that stuff. Uh, it's it's pretty fun to, to hear some of those guys chat it up and then of course you can get all the great stuff on the cincy jungle podcast channel through your favorite audio streamer itunes stitcher spotify google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. thumbs up on the cincy jungle facebook page and of course keep it to cincyjungle.com for our news opinions analysis etc thanks everybody happy monday to you and we'll be back with all kinds of stuff for you this week take care